you're listening to the Soul Yoga Podcast, a podcast for the modern mystic mama. I am your host, Amanda Aaron, Soul Guide at Soul Yoga Retreat. I invite you to take a breath for your body, mind, and soul. Retreat from the mind movies. Break away from stress and anxiety. Root down and ground yourself into Pachamama, Mama Earth. Join me for a journey to live from our highest selves. Through ritual and ceremony, we create sacred space together. We hold space. We create a safe container to evolve. This podcast is a space where I authentically share my journey, the good, the bad, and everything in between. It is a space where I guide the modern mystic mama to reconnect with Mama Earth. Honoring the turn of the wheel, we use plants, astrology, and kundalini yoga to break old belief systems to move towards soul-level transformation. By uniting body, mind, and spirit, we become present, enjoying each moment fully, and embodying our highest selves. Welcome to this space. Hello, my sweet ones. Today's thoughts um, come from creativity and um, a desire for my child to know cyclical living, seasonal living, honoring the earth, being able to move and flow with the seasons of winter and rest and summer and activity right now I'm wrestling with uh, lethargically hot days and knowing that summer is a time for activity uh, you know what happens to the plants when there's extreme heat what happens to the insects I'm, I'm, I'm positive They must 100% change the way that they operate. I mean, we see the leaves of plants withering under the hot summer heat. And, uh, I mean, right now we're experiencing heat in a time where, um, so I'm recording this about the middle to end of August, and normally this would be kind of a um, very mild weather season. Uh, maybe not cooling off until mid to late September or even until October, Um, experiencing pleasant, like, plus 20 to 25 degree Celsius days. And right now we're um, high 20s with at least two to three days a week of plus 30, even as hot as plus 35 or plus 36 degrees. So... It should be a period of kind of moving towards the last harvest at Maban of September 21st with the autumn equinox, but it is very, very hot still, and uh, I do not feel like being active. You know, if we had crops that we were still waiting for or plants that were yet to harvest, there would still be work to be done. We would still be outside. We would still be, you know, kind of bearing the elements along with the plants. Uh, But right now I just find it even hard to move. So 
you know, in these moments of myself questioning how can I live more cyclically, um, what is what is the natural world around me? How is it moving? How is it adjusting to these um, the flow and the flux uh, of the environment? And you know, how do we honor that? How do we live by that? How do we mirror that? And I think um, the the wheel of the year, the Sabbath festivals, the Sabbath festivals from pagan tradition and now kind of neo-pagan, neo-Wiccan. Um, well, Wicca, Wicca is more like a religion, but most of these most of these celebrations were not necessarily saying that there was a, a god or a particular goddess that would uh, be in place of the Christian god, but more like, you know, honoring that, that, that divine spirit, that creator spirit is in everything around us, within us, without us, in the air, in the plants, in the soil, in the rain, everything. <clears throat> and honoring the movement and the activity or the rest of the spirits. So how do you explain all of this to a child? Well, in the Bible, there were parables. You know, adults weren't... Um, adults were seen as having too busy a mind, and so Christ taught in stories. He would tell a story, and the moral of the story was the teaching method. And so um, it's been long on my heart to be writing children's books for my son so we can be active, you know, have a, have an active participation, um, have, a, have a story, have um, little characters to kind of watch the character development and what do they do and how do they adjust to the world around them and why uh, why does it get colder and, and why does it get hotter? Um, all of these things, you know, are great to be able to tell in story form. So I'm just, you know, I'm just in the bathtub here just dreaming away creative writing projects because that's what totally fills my cup, is dreaming about all these writing projects. And, of course, actually doing them, but that's another, that's another topic altogether. So what I'm dreaming of is this series of eight books, um, either like hand-drawn art for myself or my husband, and even leaving space for my son to draw the characters, like, you know, kind of have maybe a basic story description um, for maybe up until when he's seven years old. Um, not necessarily listing places of origin or times in history that these characters would have been um, more well known, but just simply um, the description and uh, not a lot of description, not like saying uh, crooked, wrinkly nose, full of warts and um, brown like a tree bark, but um, or like the the whatever six seven sided leaf of an oak tree you know not going into that much description but simply saying well the oak king um was a face carved in brown bark that looked old something like that 
you, you know, a really simple description for um, a younger child and then for Forrest to be able to use his imagination and draw what he thinks those characters look like. Um, I'm envisioning like drawing trees and bushes and plants um, as background and, and then offering these large spaces of white um, in the middle of the forest for him to be able to draw his imaginings and watch them come to life. <clears throat> and then uh, one thing that's also really important to me is obviously my, my Christian upbringing um, because when Christianity became um, kind of the legal accepted religion, um, the pagans were then being put to death. And in order to kind of quelch their festivals, uh, the Roman emperor at the time, mm, I want to say Cornelius, that's not, that's not totally right. It starts with a C, I believe. He created all of these Christian festivals to happen on or very, very close to the same date as these pagan festivals. And so, um, you know, at Imbolc, at the beginning of February, um, the Christian tradition was candle mass and obviously everyone is aware of Christmas um, probably more so the secular version of Christmas with Santa Claus but um, you know the supposed date of Christ's birth was not celebrated um, in the early springtime as it would have had happened uh, in Nazarene, but it, um, they celebrated it uh, right after Yule or the winter solstice. So the winter solstice falling on December 21st and then Christmas obviously coming very quickly after on December 25th. Um, and so these celebrations were held very close together to say like, oh, well, your decorative preparation is actually for Christmas. Fantastic. You know, everybody's celebrating one religion. How great is that? Um, and so I think it's just as important to say, um, what is Yule? Like, what is the significance of decorating a tree? What is the significance of, um, say, Old Mother Frost, who in the, in the, in the, in the myth, in the quote-unquote fairy tale, comes to earth as a young goddess, uh, robed and dressed in red, uh, and brings gifts to children, kind of does this house inspection, okay, is the child warm, are they fed, um, do they have, you know, fire, uh, and then leaving gifts for children that are well cared for. Children that aren't cared for, I, I, I don't know, but that's, that's the story that I know for Old Mother Frost, and of course there's um, Old Saint Nick, who comes from uh, Dutch and German um, and Swiss backgrounds, walking around in the wooden clogs as shoes. Um, and so, you know, kind of combining these stories to say, like, this is how we move with the cycles of the earth. And, um, you know, here are the Christian traditions that mirror this, um, you know, decorating of trees or, you know, celebrating of Easter, uh, kind of whatever the seasons may be. So my, my vision is this 
um, book series of eight celebrating both the pagan festivals and the Christian um, traditions and sharing the stories side by side, um, you know, not necessarily weaving them together, but maybe having one and then the other and both um, titles of the festival as the title of the book and, um, you know, maybe eventually even doing a large hardcover bound book of all eight festivals all together with complete art, um, you know, not not something um, that's available for children to kind of draw in the middle. Anyways, that that was my thought. There might be value in, in having space for children to draw anyways, but it's kind of like a one-time deal, you know, unless you have multiple prints of the book and then every year your child can draw in those same pages. So what I'm envisioning to go along with this book is... Um, well, could be clay, but what I've seen as a simple house craft is Play-Doh, um, kind of in this swirl with um, several mm, hollows, like uh, like what you would get if you forced a candle into Play-Doh and then pulled the candle out. So, um, you know what what it makes me think of is the season of advent where the five um sundays before christmas have a particular reading or theme um and so kind of all the days from whenever that first advent sunday starts to christmas there's all these little holes along this swirl and so each night you have something to do and every Sunday you light a candle. So like whether you move a little gnome from space to space or um, for Christmas, my mom had this felt nativity story that she had, um, you know, each night you kind of set up another felt character for the nativity. You read a scripture on an envelope and then you would, you know, take the felt character out of the envelope and kind of put it on this um, felt panel. I loved that. I thought that was such a great activity in some years you know we didn't even touch it and some years um like three or four days would kind of be opened up all at once but it was a way for me to engage with something hands-on as a child uh with the tradition with the religious ceremony that was so important to my mom and to my dad but you know it was my mom who made it so um props to her for putting that much effort in I still can't even begin to imagine um doing a craft that 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 is that intensive but you know I'm hoping if maybe we even just focus on one festival one ceremony one ritual each year that we're kind of learning about the next season in turn and um creating these advent wheels or candle holders and um you know putting things of the season uh into the play-doh or or preserving it somehow like um like cones from trees or dried flowers or um leaves or certain berries from season to season all of the all of those things just somehow incorporating um the cycle of life into our daily celebration so i'll leave it at there but 
Of course, if you're a mom and you have uh, some beloved ways, hands-on, that your children or you as a child um, experienced and just loved, um, that helped you to interact with the season and the, and the changes of the season, then please, you know, send it my way. You can send me an email, uh, amanda.jane, J-A-Y-N-E-08 at gmail.com, or you can reach out to me on Instagram at Amanda Jane Aaron. Uh, I would love to hear your stories and, um, you know, just share together the things that we really love about cyclical, slow, intentional living. So I'll leave you with those thoughts today, and I hope you have a wonderful morning or afternoon or day or night or whatever time it is that you're listening to this. Much love.